Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website, lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. Have you ever caught yourself trying to convince yourself of something? Like maybe it was buying something and it wasn't a, a want, no, 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 it was a need. And that's really what you're convincing yourself of, is that it's not just a desire, but that it's a legitimate need. Like the way that you need a brand new superbike because of its amazing fuel consumption and the increase in the current fuel prices, you need that motorcycle. Or the way that you need that 65-inch TV because in reality, you are getting a little bit older and in reality, you just can't read the, the, the news headlines anymore or the, the cricket score or the rugby score or the MotoGP results or, or you are really struggling to read the subtitles on that foreign film that your wife is wanting to watch with you. So you need... You need that 65-inch TV. Or maybe it's convincing yourself of, of needing to eat something. You know, maybe it's like pizza for breakfast. You know, the real breakfast of champions, never mind jungle oats. No, you need pizza for breakfast. Or it's that ice cream that you so desperately need. <laughs> Because your wife has been trying to convince you to have your vegetables and have your greens. And the way you see it is that a cow eats grass and processes that grass and then produces milk. And milk then becomes ice cream. So in reality, you're actually just having a salad. So you need that ice cream. You know what I'm talking about. Convincing ourselves. <laughs> or maybe it's... It's trying to convince yourself about dating or possibly even marrying something. Well, at least that's how your parents see it. See, guys and ladies, it's never a good thing when you or I need to convince ourselves of anything. Now, we're just coming off the back of a, a series called The Unrushed Life where we spoke into creating space in our lives to gain God's heart for our lives. And I wonder if you've engaged in that series with us, what's he been saying to you? Maybe you haven't engaged with that series yet, and I really encourage you to go and, and watch it. You'll find it here on this channel. But you're wanting to just dig deeper in a relationship with God or you've been asking some big questions and maybe there have been some responses. I wonder what have those responses been? Has he maybe been highlighting areas that are uncomfortable? Uh, maybe been highlighting some things that, that have made you feel a little bit uneasy in certain moments? 
Maybe because it's highlighting certain areas of your life that requires growth or requires some maturing. You know what I'm talking about. I wonder, has he been challenging that inner salesman that's trying to convince or trying to sell you on whatever it is that you need? I wonder, are you finding that there are just certain things that create a tension each time that you think about these things? What is it? What are those things? Now, years ago, I can remember hearing a message by Andy Stanley. And in his message, he, he made a statement. He, he, he used a, a phrase where he said, pay attention to the tension. Pay attention to the tension. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I heard that phrase, like it hit me square in the chest. And that statement has made such an impact on my own life that I've literally taken that statement and I've used it on myself time and time and time again. Whenever there's been an uneasiness, whenever there's been like this, the scratchiness inside or like my mind won't let go of something, where there's been this tension, I've stopped and I've asked myself, hey, what's this tension? Pay attention to the tension. And as I admit using it for myself, I, I so want to encourage you to do the same. To ask yourself, hey, what's the tension? To, 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 to tell yourself, pay attention to the tension. See, the moment that you catch yourself ignoring something, or the moment that you catch yourself avoiding a, a certain topic, pay attention to the tension. The moment that you, that you catch yourself uh, needing to convince yourself of anything, pay attention to the tension. The moment that you feel a, a lack of peace, I want to encourage you, pay attention to that tension. A friend of ours always used to say to us, man, when your peace leaves, leave with it. And you've probably heard me say that before. When your peace leaves, leave with it. What does that mean? Well, when your peace leaves, there's a tension. What's that tension? When your peace leaves, leave with it. Okay. Pay attention to it. Pay attention to the tension. Pay attention to what is bothering you. Why? Because guys and ladies, something else is more than likely going on in that moment. When there is that scratchiness, when there is that lack of peace, when there is that, that, that sense that, hey, something else might be going on, when there is that tension, chances are, that there's something far bigger at stake in the moment. Now, there's this moment where two of, of the followers of Jesus, a guy by the name of Peter and a guy by the name of John, they are on their way to the temple to pray one day. Um, and as they get to the gates, they, they see a, a, uh, 
they see a, a beggar at the gates and uh, he's, he's there to, to, to make his wage. He's, he's a lame man and um, he's there to, to try and earn money for, for, for everything that he needs, whether that be food, rent, whatever it was back then. Um, he's there to make a buck. Uh, and as they approach, he engages with them. And here's what it says. It says, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. He asked them for some money. Now this translates well into our day and age, doesn't it? Because engaging with, with, with someone begging is something that we experience quite often here in South Africa. Now, I don't know where you're watching from in the world, and maybe it looks different for you wherever you live. But for those of us here in South Africa, we engage with beggars all the time, whether it be at a traffic light or in front of a shopping center or in a parking lot or walking on the street or wherever it may be. That is something that's not all that foreign to us. So what Peter and, and John are, are experiencing here we can very well live ourselves into because it's something that 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 isn't all that foreign to us and in all honesty in that moment the beggar did what beggars do he begged he he was trying to trying to sort out his meals for the day or trying to cover some 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 need that he may have and the natural response for you and me as people, is that people do what people do. We, we look the other way. We, uh, we, we all of a sudden get into the most in-depth conversation with our spouse about the world's most important stuff that we are solving right here, right now, so that we can ignore the guy standing at the window and we don't really want to engage with them. Why? Because that's what people do when we're engaging in those moments. Or we just claim poverty. Sorry, man. Got nothing for you. Got absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I know that my lunch is down at the bottom there. And I've got probably got a couple of bucks in my, in my wallet. But I'm claiming poverty. And it's embarrassing to say this sort of stuff. But let's be honest. In those moments... More often than not, most of us respond in this way. But you see, Peter, Peter and John, no. Peter and John didn't do what people normally do. No, here's, here's what it says they did. It says, Peter and John looked at him intently. Peter and John looked at him intently. They looked at him intently. The original language used there speaks about an intentionality in the way that they looked at him. Like they looked at him with, with a specific intention, like something was going on there. And I can imagine that as they had that inten intentionality in looking at him, that there was a tension. There was a tension right there in that moment. And how often don't you and I walk past that tension time and time again? It'll be there and sometimes we won't even know that it's there. Why? Because we didn't take the time 
to figure out whether it was there in the first place. But we come across that tension, man, and we just breeze right past it. We walk right past it. But Peter doesn't. No. Peter is paying attention to the tension. The text reads on like this. It says, And Peter said, Look at us. Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. So here the man is looking at them going, oh, this is it. Someone's finally engaged with me. I'm good. I'll be able to buy some bread. I'll be able to buy some food. I'll be able to, to sort out one or two things because chances are very good that these guys are going to give me money. What's he looking for? He's looking for temporary relief. He's looking for relief in that moment right there and then. He's looking for temporary relief. But the truth be told, guys and ladies, this man's greatest need in that moment wasn't money. No. This man's greatest need was healing. That's his greatest need. Had Peter not paid attention to the tension in that moment, the man would have probably gained some coins, a bit of money on the day to go and sort out one or two things. And he probably would have died without being healed. Text carries on and says this, says, But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood to his feet, and began to walk. Then, walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Can you for a moment just imagine being there? Just imagine being there in that moment and seeing that, seeing a man that chances are you'd passed him time and time and time again and seen him every day at the gates because that was his local spot. You'd seen his brokenness. And here you are and you witness this moment where this man is absolutely healed. An incredible moment. You see, because Peter paid attention to the tension, a man's life was changed. And I can only imagine that the spectators' lives would have been changed because I don't know how you go about witnessing that, experiencing that, and your life not being changed. And as Vanner pointed out to us a couple of weeks ago in, uh, in his message, uh, how it started and how it's going, that this moment went on to open up so many other doors for Peter and for John. And all because Peter paid attention to the tension in the moment. Take a moment right now. Just think about this. How does this translate into your life? How does this translate into your life? Because, guys and ladies, I mean, let's be honest. 
beggars will do what beggars do. Beggars will do what beggars do. But in the same breath, we're all a little broken. You are a little broken. I am a little broken. Yes, some of us may be a little more broken than others. Sometimes I feel that way. But we are all a little broken. We're all dealing with our own brokenness day in and day out. And that's part of this journey with Jesus. That's part of this life with Jesus. Is working through that brokenness and allowing his healing in. So if we're all a little broken, then the truth be told, there are going to be broken people all around you. You're going to be dealing with broken people at work, at school, at the shops, in your social settings, in your home. You're even going to be dealing with broken people at church. Now, I hope that by now you've caught on that I'm no longer just talking about physically broken people or physical beggars. No, it's also the emotionally broken. It's also the spiritually broken. Those of us who need healing emotionally and spiritually. Now, yes, the, the, the natural response in those moments is to do what people do, just as beggars would do what beggars do. The natural response is for us to do what people would do. Again, let's look away. Let's ignore the problem. Let's claim poverty. It's all of those things. But if you call yourself a Jesus follower, if you regard yourself as a Christian, as someone who, who has chosen to, to walk the way of Jesus, then the truth be told, God's purposes for your life doesn't allow for you to make excuses. God's purposes for my life doesn't allow for me to make excuses. No, you and I, we don't get to do what people normally do. No, I believe that God asks us to engage with the tension in the moment, to climb into the mess of the lives of people. We don't just get to walk past or ride past. No. We need to pay attention to the tension. And far too often, far too often when we read scripture, we see ourselves as the hero. It's an age-old thing. We look at scripture, we look at the the, the, the historical moment, or even the parable, if Jesus had given one, and we look at the hero and we kind of superimpose ourselves into that space, like David and Goliath, or the story that we just read through with Peter and the lame man. And somehow we become the hero. But today I, I'd, I'd like to just let you in on an often missed truth, is that when it comes to these to, to, to what God is showing us in Scripture, you're not the hero in the story. 
I'm not the hero in the story. Jesus is the hero in the story, in every story. When David slays Goliath, you're not David. I'm not David. No, Jesus is David. When it comes to the the lame man receiving healing, I'm not the one giving him healing. You're not the one giving him healing. No, Jesus is coming and he is healing. When it comes to, 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 to people needing comfort, Jesus comforts. Jesus restores. Jesus brings freedom. Jesus brings healing. He's the hero in the story. You and me, we're the broken ones. You and me, we're, we're the other ones in the stories. We're the beggar in the story. Why? Because we're all in need of his healing. We're all in need of his hope, of his freedom, of his comfort. We're all in need of Jesus. And as we read this story, you, you and I, we, we must understand that we may be begging for one thing in life right now. Or maybe you don't like the word begging. Maybe we are in need of something right now. It may be something with regards to your finances or with regards to your work or regards to your school or your friendship or your relationships. And Jesus is pointing out the tension that there is actually more at stake. That what you think it is, it's not actually that. That's something more. That something else is far more important. And that Him and only He can bring healing. But just like the lame man needed to allow Peter to engage in his story, so you and I must pay attention to the tension. You and I must pay attention to the tension and allow Jesus in to our story. So as we consider next steps, ladies and gentlemen, I wonder, what's the tension? The tension that you're experiencing right now. What's the tension? What's the tension? And are you paying attention to it? Pay attention to the tension and allow Jesus in. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you are so aware of what's going on in our lives, Lord. Lord, that even the things that we are blind to, that we're oblivious to, or that we're just trying to ignore. Lord, that you are aware of these things, that you have your finger on the proverbial pulse of our lives, Lord, and the literal pulse of our lives. And Father God, that in those moments, that you come and highlight, point out, the areas that need attention. 
that you come and create attention, that you come and put a bit of pressure for us to sit up and pay attention. And Lord, I, I pray right now that as guys and ladies just engage with this message, Lord, that you will come and highlight and that you will come and just, just apply that pressure. Come and, come and highlight that tension in that specific area of life, Lord. And then, Lord, I pray for courage. I pray for courage for men and for women right now to then pay attention to that tension, to allow you into that space so that you can come and bring healing, restoration, comfort, and that your peace can come and prevail in that space, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are more invested in our lives than what we are. And I thank you that you love us and that you want to see us whole. So Lord, these lives are yours. Will you come and do what only you can? And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us. We really do look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you for listening in to the Life Central podcast today. If you would like to get connected or get involved, follow us on social media or visit our website, lifecentral.org.za. We hope you join us here again next week.